When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Chris. And today we have back on the show, Travis Mortz. Hey, Travis. Hi, Travis. Hey, how's it going? Good. We're uh, super excited to have you back. Um, we, we've got some stuff to catch up on, I think. Yes, definitely. I'm stoked to be back. Uh, yes. Before we do, can you just give us a brief like background on yourself and how you got started for all our listeners who don't know you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been shooting for a little over 10 years now. Isn't that crazy how fast... Yeah, it is crazy. I, <laughs> time flies. Like, I have to count it out every single time I tell someone. Yeah, it's been 15 years since I, since I started photography school. Oh wow, that's awesome! Wow. It's insane. So, yeah, I started with uh, I started with a Nikon EM, and I shot like fifteen or twenty rolls with it, and got a digital camera, and mm-hmm. shot both for a while. I shot um, a little bit of the film and the digital, and then uh, I picked up a Hasselblad. So then my film was only medium format and digital. So I felt like it was really special. So I did that for a long, long time. <laughs> and then um, just a few years ago, probably four years ago, um, I went full film Nazi. And <laughs> now uh, now I'm primarily a film shooter. I It's all I shoot. So it's been pretty cool. And uh, I've decided to be a film Nazi and try to recruit, um, <laughs> try to recruit as many people as I can to shoot film. And I'm, I'm, pretty adamant about it so that's why you might know who i am awesome so what's been going on since the last time we got to chat with you um a lot of stuff i had a busy summer um so i got back on youtube recently welcome Uh, back thank you i over the summer like my daughter's kindergarten teacher she's not even in kindergarten she loves me and she's like this old hippie lady and she uh, and, and last year or at the end of the year i gave her daughter who's like 13 or 12 or 13 i gave her a point and shoot camera with some film yes. and i said shoot some film give me it when you're done and so she got real stoked on it and so her mom was sending her to like a um it was like a cal state university um like ocean photo camp for the summer and so she was going to like this it was like a you know university like wetlands kind of area i don't know off the ocean and so the teacher gave me the course syllabus because she just wanted to include me she's like oh she's so excited she's gonna go learn and the course syllabus is like bring a digital camera Mm -hmm. and i'm like she needs an slr like you know and her mom was like you know we've got a point and shoot and i'm like no. Uh, no way. Like, and you know, and for all my listeners or all the listeners out there, like, I'm not against digital photography. I, a lot of people think I am. I, it's us, awesome. us either. <laughs> yeah, it's like freaking awesome for learning. And and mm-hmm. so in this situation, I Definitely. was like, she needs to go out there with something. So 
I got my D7000, which is what I use for my YouTube channel. And like this camera lives in my dark room. I only use it for the YouTube channel. <laughs> mm -hmm. So when I don't have it, I'm really only missing it for that one thing. And so I put a 518 on there and I put like a little camera bag together with a cleaning Cute. kit, like the whole thing, you know, and I gave it to her and I was like, and they were, oh, and they're also going on like a cross country road trip and all this other crazy hippie stuff. Like, man, her, that sounds so much fun. Yeah. Her mom <laughs> is like, her mom's like Miss Frizzle from the Magic yes. School Bus. <laughs> She's amazing. Like she like makes jokes to me about smoking pot and I'm like, what are you doing? What? <laughs> Anyways. So this, this, uh, you know, like eighth grade girl had my camera all summer. I, I wasn't like hounding them to get it back. I was like, I don't really care because it's being used more than right. I use it. So mm -hmm. I sacrificed my YouTube for the summer for the sake of photography. Man, <laughs> so it was worth that's it. good though. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I thought it was worth it. And, and, uh, like I said, I was busy. So I spent a week out at Woodward camp in Pennsylvania. Mm. Oh yeah. You talked about that last time. How was it? Oh, it was amazing. It, it was so amazing. So I had 14 kids, 14 photo kids. And Whoa. then we also had like 13 video kids. So these kids were listening to me also. And so when I got there, you know, the lesson plan, it's a digital media lab. The lesson plan, like yeah. day one is like, here's how you use Lightroom and adjust exposure. Uh, here's how you use flashes in the studio. And it was like, a lot of impractical knowledge. It wasn't photography when I got there. Right. And uh, so I showed up and I was like, look, man, like the guy running it is a respected BMX photographer who knows who I am and he respects my knowledge. I was like, dude, please let me do this. Like, yeah. just please let me. I was like, just you Put sit me down. In, coach. Like, yeah. you sit down and we're going to learn some shit this week, you know? Like, so day one, we did Sunny 16 rule. I gave these kids Nikon Fs with no meter in them. There was oh, a little man. girl from Hong Kong. Her name was Chin Chin. Oh. She freaking loved it. I gave her the Nikon F and I was like, this was shot in World War II. And she's like, that's amazing. I was like, wow. and I showed her Don McCullen's camera with the bullet in it. I was like, this is the <gasps> camera you're shooting. Wow. I was like, this camera saved a guy's life from World War II. Here you go. She told her mom back home in China. She's like, I told my mom. That I'm shooting a World War II camera. <laughs> I'm like, yes, you did. Chin Chin I love shot, that she's so hyped. She shot all week with no meter. She nailed every single exposure. She crushed it. I made every kid shoot a roll of film. I think we developed 30 rolls of film that week. Wow. Developing wow. and scanning and scanning and scanning all day. Just scanning. And um, so at the end of the week... Oh, anyways, I got to tell you more. So, <laughs> so I ended up... We taught... So the day one, we taught, taught exposure. Day two, I was like, composition. Here's how we make our photos look appealing to the eye, right? And so now the instructor that's there all summer, he's like, dude, these are the best photos I've seen all summer. Yes. Nice. I was like, yeah, because I'm talking to them about photography. I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to teach them how to fix their photos. I'm going to mm -hmm. teach them how to make them good to begin with. Right. And so day three, we talked about um, depth of field and how to actually change your photo with settings, you know, that stuff. And um, day four, we did a history lesson. I was like, hey, let's do a history lesson. So in the afternoon, I pulled up um, Dorothea Lang's work. I pulled up uh, Gary Winogrand's work, uh, Robert Frank. And I showed them um, Sally Mann so they could see people documenting family. And I taught them the history of these photographers and how their cameras actually did something. They made a statement and they were changing the world with their camera. And so then I said, now go outside and take pictures. 
And so, you know, at the end of the week, they had to do a 15 photo portfolio slideshow. And I was just, and I told the instructor, I said, Hey man, I'm going to be honest with you. My, my goal this week is to convert all of your kids. And I was like, just so you know, I was like, with all due respect, I'm trying to, I, I want every one of those kids to have film photos at the end of the week. I was like, I want them to not shoot their digital camera. <laughs> and so these two boys, they're 12 and 13. <laughs> they only shot film all week. They had digital cameras. They only shot film all week. And so towards the end of the week, there was like a, we were doing like a portrait um, critique. So all these kids have their photos pulled up on the computer, right? And mm -hmm. these two boys are over in the corner with me while I'm developing film. And the instructor comes over. He's like, hey, guys. Um, we're doing the, uh, we're doing the like portfolio check for the portraits today. Like, did you guys shoot any digital photos? And one of the boys looks <laughs> over and he goes, no. <laughs> and he's like, uh, okay. And like the kids turned in a full film portfolio at the end of the week, nah. 15 images of their whole story at camp. It was amazing. It was so amazing. Like it, telling you guys now kind of chokes me up thinking about it because. Yeah, I bet. I couldn't imagine how, you know, fulfilling that is doing that. Like teaching is. It's I amazing. Mean, and the younger yeah. they are, the more like we asked at the beginning of the week, how many of you kids know what film is? Mm. No one raised their hands. Yeah, it's crazy that the, this these generation of kids like don't even. And I think about that, that. I know that kids react video where they're like, here's a camera, here's film. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, they're I like, what? That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the instructor was telling me, he's like, man, this is crazy. These kids don't know what film is. I mm -hmm. said, dude, Chin Chin is as old as the Nikon D700. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like, it's not that surprising, you know? It really yeah. isn't. Yeah. She, she, wasn't, she won't know until someone shows her. Right. I really love your your approach to teaching. Yeah. Just in general, even whether it's digital or film, just, just showing the kids like, this is people's, this is what you can do. This is other people's work. Like, getting them mm -hmm. inspired that way, that's like, I never thought about that before. That's what you know, got you, me you just, psyched, so Yeah, I you just like, you way. teach the, the like, you know, Sunny 16 and like aperture and shutter speed, but, but to like present work to like get inspired by as well, mm -hmm. is, that's very smart. So my teacher, my first ever film teacher was a history buff. So when I, when he put together slideshows, he would have a composition slideshow and he would say, here's radial composition but instead of using the bullshit examples you find on google he would use real old photographs from an actual relevant photographer and he would have their name mm -hmm. in the corner and so the first everything we saw was this is a good photo this is a good photo this shit's That's relevant cool. so we never saw shitty photos we didn't see his his rec rendition of what this composition should be it's like repetition. Here's a famous photo that has it. You're right. That's why this photo is famous, you know? And, you know, so he shows things like that. And, and then I, I ended up being his teacher's aide for five years. Oh. So he used the same slideshows for five years. And, and that's all I knew. And that's all, that's mm -hmm. all I do know is I only know how to teach that way as far as that's what got me hyped. Like that's when I was in the classroom. I couldn't, I couldn't ignore it. Like I couldn't ignore the fact that somebody has done all this shit better. So mm -hmm. I just would rather figure out what they were doing instead of trying to figure it out on my own. Yeah. yeah like leading, leading teaching with inspiration. Exactly. Very cool. And it, and it works every single time because then it shows you like, like Sally, man, 
Sally Mann was yeah. a mom shooting a point and shoot for the f- first few years of her kid's life. Like she was mm-hmm. no different than anybody else. She had a passion for photography. Does she love photography more than me? I really doubt it. You know, <laughs> we love photography as much as we love it. Yeah. Like so, right? You know, it, it's only a matter of putting your your nose to the grindstone and just shooting your ass off, like every other famous photographer has. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It, it kind of the. What's that saying that they always say, like, you're not a professional at something until you've put in your 10,000 hours or something? I mean, and it's true because, I mean, even if I go back three years to now, you know, like my composition's terrible and my because I wasn't thinking, you know, it was where I mean, especially because, you know, I took photography in high school. So and I don't even think I paid attention in that class. So composition (laughs) and stuff like that weren't really important to me it was just trying to get that one cool photo when i'd walk around and take photos of things and especially uh, with uh, you know how easy it is to manipulate an image in lightroom a raw file you know you don't have to be a good photographer no you don't you know you just i don't know It, it kind of bums me out that i feel like everybody getting taught photography should start with you know a pentax k1 1000 and uh, a roll of film and you know like learning that way because you appreciate every single frame when you shoot Mm -hmm. a roll of film at least i know i do Do and i'm sure you guys do as well like do you really yeah yeah do you like photography because if you like photography this k1000 over here is 1000 percent photography so it's like if you don't (laughs) like if you don't really like photography then you're never going to want to do this so if you're right. someone who never wants to do this, if you're someone who never wants to shoot film, maybe you don't like it that much. Yeah. I mean, not not to that, that's kind of my thought on it. It's like I'm not trying to take it away, but when I was I was shooting digital hardcore and I thought to myself like I was strutting around like I'm a photographer. I love photography. <laughs> like look at my digital gear bag and I was like, "Wait a second, like I do love photography. Like I I love photography more than anyone on my block, you know? Like how can I prove that? I guess by doing it the most. <laughs> like, and, yeah. and I realized I wasn't doing it the most when I was in, I was in some digital, digital sub class, and they were teaching me how to change the sky to fire, and how to fucking <laughs> how to make a fake shadow on a snowman you put in the summer. And I'm like, yeah. this is bullshit. Like I've already <laughs> learned about Robert Frank and Gary Winogrand. I can't, I can't forget that stuff. And those dudes weren't doing this. So, yeah. you know, it's kind of funny how how shooting a K1000 with a roll of HP5 is more photographer than shooting the 5D Mark 1000 with the 7200 <laughs> because it takes more thought and it is more work. How did the rest of the class go? It was amazing. Um, I, I like I got invited back, obviously, no problem. They're like, come back whenever you want. And Pennsylvania was so awesome. And I actually went out there and stayed with you know, one of my YouTube subscribers. Oh, no way. Yeah. So like the, the guy, his name's Dave and he messaged me years, like a year ago. And he's like, yo, like asking me questions about photography and I'm just chatting it up to him. And he's like, I I used to ride BMX. And so, so I recognized him as a BMXer. And so because he was a BMXer, me and him would just like shit talk each other all the time, like, (laughs) you know, playfully just talking shit all the time and so yeah. we built our friendship on just shitting on each other and so, <laughs> but i knew he was cool because of that you know yeah and then yeah. um me and him had a kid on the same exact day no way oh, like, wow. share a birthday yeah and so 
You guys are like connected. I like noticed that. And like our kids <laughs> had birthdays on this. I was like, you know, you're cool. And so we, he was in Pennsylvania. So I went out there and I brought him to Woodward. It was so cool. Like, I don't know, like it, it really like uh, grounded me. Like I, I felt like, like a normal dude. Like I just went out there to go hang out with my buddy, you know, and like mm-hmm. yeah. and we're chilling. Like I just, he picked me up from the airport and then like we're in his garage the first night and he's like, dude. It's so weird that you're in my garage. I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why is it weird? And he's like, you taught me photography. I'm like, Aww. what? Like, I don't even understand, you know? He's like, I literally, like, all I know about photography is from your YouTube. He's like, I don't even look anywhere That's else. That's insane. And I was, he's like, it's just weird to have you here now. And I'm like, I don't, yeah, I don't even think about that. You know, I just yeah. made the videos and now they're on there and I don't think about it. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like, really cool i was like wow and he was like cool about it. he's like dude you need to get back on there like people like me want to watch your videos and so like yeah it really was cool and that's kind of what motivated me to get back on the youtube was like meeting dave mm-hmm. and he was like dude you need to teach like after he spent the week with me at woodward so he got like he got like the full-on experience that these kids got he didn't know about photography history like that either. Like he did. Yeah, that's cool. He, he watched my something 20 minute video, but he didn't hear me talk about it for two or three hours to kids. Yeah. So like he was juiced every day. He, he was like, dude, this is awesome. Like, and so it was like, I don't know. It was really inspiring and made me want to go out. That's what kind of fueled the workshop. Wow, oh yeah. The workshop. The workshop. Talk about idea. that. Yeah. What's that all about? Well, after I went out there and talked to all those kids, I mean, like I went and taught like, 13 or more kids photography it's not like it's not anything for me i kind of just say the same stuff i already have Mm -hmm. in my head but it's like you know it's natural it's very comfortable and uh and the instructor out there is like dude you know like you could run a workshop like this like people would pay for this and i'm like i don't know like it seemed pretentious (laughs) and so because it it just i don't know it kind of felt pretentious to me i'm always trying not to be too cocky so i'm like i don't know you know and then i I like kind of mentioned it. My girlfriend's like, you need to do that. Like you could go to whatever city you want. And I'm like, maybe. So uh, <laughs> I'm just kind of going for it now. I I've, like meeting Dave, like I said, was kind of a reality check that like, oh, like some people would be stoked to hang out with me like more than I realize. So I, I kind of want to just spread the word, the gospel and try to recruit you know what made you pick dc what uh well i just put out on my story one day like an idea the idea that i wanted to do workshops and some guy messaged me and was like come to dc we have an awesome film community here it's growing Ooh. and i was like oh what and he's like yeah boom 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 sent me like a bunch of links he's like here's a dark room here's a photo collective here's some other shit here's a we have a like a store i'm like okay wow. i'm like oh cool man and he's like He's like, I have friends out here that would love to meet you. Like, we have a community that knows who you are. And I was like, that's crazy. And then a couple other people sent me DC. And I'm like, that's weird. And then I mentioned it. Like, oh, a lot of people are saying DC. And then more people said it. And I was like, huh, I've never even considered going to Washington, DC at all. Yeah, yeah. And but the the fact that there was a budding film community and it's one I'm not familiar with, it interested me. Like I could have done one in maybe San Francisco or Los Angeles first, but for me that doesn't feel terribly special. I'm from California, and I know, yeah, yeah. and and I have a I have a finger on the pulse of those film scenes. Like I know Glass Key Photo well. I know what's going on there. I know Joey Reddy and Awesome Cameras and things that are you know. Kind of wanted to go somewhere that I definitely am never at. Yeah, that's that's kind of good to 
push yourself and do something different like that because yeah and it shows it shows the people that are going to the workshop like hey i'm spending money to go to this thing too mm-hmm. like hey i'm i'm also like going out of my way to be there to meet you guys so like maybe you'll feel a little bit better going out of your way to meet like i'm not just like and i also didn't like that was the other hard thing like what do i charge for a workshop like I, uh, yeah i wouldn't even know where to begin with it that. like even makes me cringe asking for any money but like if I want to not do it at a public park around the corner from my house, like I need to like make some money to do it. So I tried to make it as affordable as possible. But like even that feels very um, pretentious to me. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I agree. It's, I I I think about that, too, because I did a little it was like. 13 through 16 year olds I did a little walk around town here and they were trying to get they were trying to pay me and stuff for the class and I was just like guys you know yeah. I, uh, I I feel weird taking your money yeah because I, I I would talk about it for free if I could so yeah I kind of I, I had the idea to charge like 150 bucks a head I thought that was fair and then I really want like I wanted to kind of express the fact that I am going there to build the film community and I want as many people to be a part so I offered a like a discount for a friend to come to. Like, oh, cool! Because like awesome. I, I wouldn't want to like I wouldn't go to a workshop by myself. It'd be weird like Mm-mm. to like go meet up with a group of people by myself. I I would bring my girlfriend or something. So right, mm-hmm. I kind of did that. Like hey, if or if you have a friend that's not into photography at all, like they could learn about it at this workshop. So bring a friend, split the cost. Like I don't care if you guys save money. That's great. Like I'm not trying to make the most money. I don't want. I don't want to charge $500 and get three people. Like I'd rather charge yeah. 150 right. and get 10. So that's kind of that's, what I'm going with. That's, that's very smart because there's so many workshops I wish I could go to. And I'm like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're so expensive. I, I want to, I want to have a workshop where like you go away from my workshop with some shit that you could never forget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to be in the trenches, you know, yeah. like I want to be like, let's some go, hands let's on go stuff. Piss off some people on the street. Like let's yeah. go yeah. shoot some yeah, stuff. Exactly. Like, I was going to say, my brother lives in DC. It's a great area to go shooting. And every time I'm there, I'm just like, I love it. It seems There's awesome. There's like skateboarders everywhere. And yeah, good place for street photography. I mentioned it to my mom just cause like I bounce all my, crazy ideas off my mom and she's like oh you should definitely go to dc I'm like what <laughs> and then she's like let's see how much flights are she's like oh flights aren't even that i'm like whoa whoa mom like this is just an yeah, idea you- and she's like you should totally do it and i was like shit <laughs> i'm like well, Proud mom. I, Love all right that. mom i guess i guess you got my back on this one so yeah so that kind of all that was the little extra push i needed i was like oh okay well my mom says it's a good idea so <laughs> Gotta do it now. So, do that's have- all I need is a is a nudge from mom, and I'm I'm in exactly. So I, I'm hoping it works out good. I don't have any plans. I don't I don't have a plane ticket yet, so we're hanging on. Do you have yeah. Do you have like a date set? Date set and stuff. I set a date, and uh, I got a wedding coming Sign up. Sign up sheets. And no, well, no, what I did was is I made like tickets available on my website. So then mm-hmm. you could just oh, okay. you could just buy a ticket and then now you're on the list and you don't have to like give me money in person because that's like the most horrible thing that I could possibly imagine. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, like I just I can't even fathom that. So I would just rather you help me out with my plane ticket ahead of time. It's all very yep. genuine. <laughs> it's not a cash grab. So, um, yeah, it's going to be like I, I want to bring my girlfriend, too, because I don't think it's fair that I just go on these 
vacations where I talk about film <laughs> yeah. and I just disguise yeah. it as work. It's, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to, we, we did the math. It's going to be like a thousand bucks for travel and hotel. Mm-hmm. And I got a wedding coming up in a few weeks. So I'm just going to buy the flights and then hopefully, hopefully it works out. And if it doesn't, then I'm going on vacation like normal people do. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> then I'm just going to see DC. I mean, just like tying it back in with your Woodward, you know, classes and stuff that you do. I couldn't even imagine spending a couple hours just picking your brain, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to, you know, people are going to, it's going to be, it's going to be all right. It's going to, it's so. going to be fun. You're going to have a lot of fun, I think. Yeah. So any, any DC listeners out there, come on, make out. sure you check out Travis's workshop because that sounds amazing. Oh, and also I, I didn't mention the part that I'm most excited about is that I'm going to be bringing like a shitload of crazy cameras with me. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah! Like, oh yeah! So like you know, <laughs> you'll get to play with some new new toys. Load up, like if you want to go street shoot some street, like shoot it on a Nikon SP, and like load Love a roll it. in that. So I mean, I think that's like that's kind of what I'm trying to offer is something to take away. Um, you know, I don't really. People told me you know, like, what about giving away free film or developing? And I'm like, that's too much extra. I just want the workshop to be the day, and and yeah. you know, I want to give. Are you going to develop in the workshop too? No, like with the Woodward kids. A lot of people okay. ask me to, but I don't. I just don't have the resources to. Yeah. To teach yeah. it, you know. At Woodward, I had a whole lab. My friend Dave had a Jobo because I converted him to the, um, you know, film club. So he had everything that we needed. So it worked out really well at Woodward. What were you using to develop? He had a big. He had his Jobo processor. Oh, okay. And so we got chemicals shipped in, and he had chemicals too, but. We were developing color and black and white film at Woodward. Um, nice. Woodward used to have like an arts and crafts thing 20 years ago, and they had film developed there. So wow. film, there has not been film developed at Woodward in 20 years. You're bringing it back. And I'm bringing it back. And, I love it. And all of the guys, like um, all the interns, like basically the older kids that are too old to be campers, so they come and stay and they help around. You know, they'll like nice. do the scanning and stuff for me. I get there, and they all have film cameras. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> like, this kid had an RB67, another kid had um, a 645, and another kid had a Canon A1. And I was like, finish that roll, finish that roll, finish that roll. Like, I was like screaming at him. And, uh, and here's one of the things that I thought was really interesting I'm going to share with you guys. So the, the person that, that runs the Woodward Digital program all summer, he's a, he's a decorated BMX photographer. And he's been a working professional for 15 years. Wow. And so while we're there, I said, hey, you know, do you want to uh, shoot a roll of film? He's like, oh, oh, yeah, you know, I'll have to do that sometime this week. Yeah, for sure. I was like, no, come here. I was like, come here. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you were here for the exposure lesson, right? And he's like, yeah. I was like, so you heard what I said. I was like, Chin Chin's got it nailed. I was like, Chin Chin's got it nailed down. Like, you're a professional for 15 years you know what you're doing so i handed him my leica and a roll of film i said go i was like the kids are outside go shoot he's like well i'm editing some stuff no i said the light's going down we're running mm-hmm. out of time i was like look at the sun's going down go shoot and he's like okay he's like so wait there's no light meter on this thing <laughs> I'm like no there's no light meter he's like so so people were just guessing the exposure no it's like we were not guessing anything i just explained it all to you well, it's it's a calculated, it's a calculation. We know. Yeah. I was like, it's tried and true, and I had to, I had to like pat him on the butt out the door and tell him it's <laughs> gonna be okay. Cause I'm like, dude, what are you? 
you don't need to be scared of it. And it, and it kind of it made me realize that when you do get sucked into that digital workflow for so mm-hmm. long, it, it almost is foreign to you to be in control that much. Yeah. Like it was scary for him almost. And I'm like, dude, it's fine. You cannot You know what up. you're doing. You know what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, come on. And he's like, and, and he couldn't get around the fact that, you know, on Sunny 16, you only adjust aperture. He's like, so wait, I don't touch the shutter speed? I'm like, no. Like, Why not? I'm like, because it's all the same shit. Yeah. Touching one is the same as touching the other, so don't touch them both. It is. Like, it is. And so he, it was just very interesting to me. I'm like, dude. I'm like almost yelling at him. I was like, Chin Chin gets it. Like, be like Chin Chin. Think less. Just go out there and take some damn pictures. It's sunny outside. You don't even need to change it. Just it's 16 right. outside. Like, open the door. I'm like, it's 16. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I encourage anyone if you feel that way, get out there and shoot a roll. It's not that bad. Chin chin does no meter. Yeah, you don't need it. You're not guessing. It's calculated. I get I get that all the time when I run into people that, you know, see me shooting like a Pentax or an RB or something like that. They're like, man, how does that even work? Like how you know, people are still blown away that film is still capable of being bought and Mm -hmm. that these cameras are still you can still use them. Like they're not like rusted you know, solid and they can't move, you know, yeah. and, and they're and uh, you know, I run into kids all the time with cameras and they're filming stuff downtown and shooting pictures and stuff. And they're just like, man, I don't know how you just solely rely on film. You know, like I just, I'd be so scared. Like everybody's so scared. I hear so scared, so scared mm-hmm. all the time. And it's like, man, it's, <clears throat> it was a trusted format for like a hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, absolutely. come on. You don't have to be scared. You've never got a role yeah. that just wasn't, oh, this one's a bust. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. Uh, speaking of That's which, funny. Chris, mm. have you shot any weddings or anything lately? So I just, I just, I'm pretty sure I just booked one for November. Nice. And I already told them. Ooh, I was nice. like, so I'm going to shoot a ton of film. And they were like, oh, okay, cool. That's... And it, my, he's a, he's a, an actor friend of mine I met through being on set. So he's like, whatever you want to do, I trust you. And I'm like, all right, cool. Are you bringing the digital backup? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, send I it. Said, I he still shoot digital. You. I like digital. I just like film more. I know you do. That's why you should so, do it. Send it. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely, <laughs> it. I definitely, uh, I mean, I made them aware that there'll be a lot of, he was, he was like, are you going to bring two cameras? I said, yeah, one digital, one film. So they know. That's good. <laughs> Yeah. It's always nice to start with like a family portrait session. That's what I did. Just shot a yeah. family portrait session. On I mean, film. I've shot, I've shot, I've shot like engagement. I shot engagement sessions all on film. Oh, there you go. So I have before. So you're yeah. getting, you're, you're trustworthy. You're plenty of trustworthy. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I still want to say though, like I was a kid growing up in Pennsylvania, like lusting over Woodward. And, oh, you know. you know. That was, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I never got to go, but. That's um, how my buddy Dave was. He's a full-grown dad, and he could never go. He lived two hours away, and he rode bikes. Yep, seriously, I was you know, a skateboarder my whole life, and uh, just couldn't couldn't afford it, or couldn't something, you know, something just never worked out where I couldn't go. And and I was excited to hear how your Pennsylvania trip, because last time you were saying that you you know you had only done the California Woodward, uh-huh. and you were excited to to go to PA. So oh, amazing, I'm glad I got dude. to. Was, to live a little bit in your story of Woodward. I had to explain to my girlfriend. I was like, you don't understand. Like, this camp was in every magazine for every month as oh, a kid. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. this shit was in my face my whole childhood, and I was very aware yep. of its existence. It was in video games. Yeah. Like, I wanted, mm-hmm. I want to be there. <laughs> and it was, yes. it was, it was as amazing as you would expect. Like, 
we brought uh, we brought a PlayStation Two and Dave Mira Two, <laughs> you know, because remember Dave Mira oh, had yeah. Woodward as a level. Oh yeah, and so mm-hmm. we're in the digital media lab at camp playing it on the big projector, and we're riding around, uh, and the whole video game's accurate, dude. That's crazy. Like the barn, that is so the crazy. barn I was staying in is like down at the bottom of the hill by the big double vert ramps, <laughs> and it's like what? That's where I'm staying. It's in the video game. Yeah. It was so cool. And like, oh my god, that's so crazy. It was blowing my I mind. And it. all the young kids are like, "What's this?" And I'm like, "This came yeah. out in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> this came out the year you were born." Yeah, that's so crazy. God, we're we're all getting so old. Yeah, I, don't I need think to stop. <laughs> We'll be right back with a question from one of our listeners for Travis after this message from our sponsor. Support for Analog Talk also comes from Polaroid Originals. Go to PolaroidOriginals.com and use the offer code ANALOGTALK10 at checkout to receive 10% off your next purchase. All right, guys, this is part of the show where we take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from Analog Steven. He says... Uh, Coming from a BMX background myself, it's what first got me into videography and now photography. It's kind of where I became the person I am today. How important do you think bikes are as an influence to you becoming who you are as a photographer? Yeah, it's completely, uh, BMX is completely the reason that I'm a photographer today. Basically, I started riding seriously when I was like 13, going to the skate park every day, trying new tricks. And uh, when I was 14, I think my mom got me like a shitty point and shoot, like two megapixel Canon. And so that's what I used to like make little videos of me and my friends riding because this was the very beginning of my BMX. So like every day I was learning something new. Every day was progression. And uh, it was also the beginning of MySpace. So you had, oh, yeah. so you had some place, yeah, you had some place where your friends were and you had something you could share it on. So yeah. uh, we kind of just did that, and then um, one of my one of my best friends to this day, actually, uh, Dylan. He, I, I started being homeschooled because I just uh, I don't know why I was homeschooled. I was homeschooled for the last two years of high school. So I made friends based on skate parks. I didn't really make friends at high school. So I made mm-hmm. friends mm-hmm. at a, a skate park a couple towns away from me because I drove. And this friend of mine was in a high school photography class and he developed film and he knew about HP5 and he was doing it. And so we were at a flea market and I was already trying to take pictures of my friends riding, progressing, but not much. He was the one who did it. He was the guy like bringing the RB67 to the skate park. And this is nice. in like 2000, this would be in like 2003 or 2004 or 5. Anyways, mm-hmm. I'm so bummed that I'm so bummed that I wasn't that guy. I just wanted to say oh, that. Yeah, he, was that guy. he was he was cool. Like I thought it was really cool. And then we were at a flea market and there was a Nikon EM there with like a couple lenses. And he's like, "Oh, that's a pretty good deal." And I was like, he's like, "I don't have money for that though." And I was like, "Huh." I was like, "That thing looks pretty cool." I was like, yeah. I was like, "How much is it?" It was 60 bucks and and I was like, I'm like horrible with m- money and I had money and I like love spending it. So <laughs> I was like, dang, that is, Same. I was like, that is a pretty cool little camera. And like, I didn't think about it being film. I didn't think about any of that. I just recognized that it was like a kit. It was a whole, it was, mm-hmm. had a 50, uh, it had like a 28, like a knockoff brand 28 mil. And then it had some big old stupid Nikon zoom lens that no one would use, but it was a whole kit, you know, and it had a bag and I was like, that's sick. And so there was an ATM there and I pulled out 60 bucks and my buddy it's like- It's a great price. Yeah, great price. And so 
he, he like, we go back to my car and he like kind of tells me about how the light meter works. It was an aperture priority camera. So all the meter was, was just telling you what your shutter would be. Oh. So I didn't, I, I didn't understand that, but started shooting. Like I said, I shot like 15 rolls in the first month. And then for my graduation present, I was going to go to Woodward. Yeah. I was like, mom, <laughs> I want to go to Woodward for graduation. That's what, that's what I told her like all through high school. That's, oh, that's what I'm going to do when I graduate. But now this newfound hobby, I was like, crap. <laughs> I was like, mom, like, you know, Woodward's like 1200 bucks. And she's like, I know. I was like, can I just get a $1,200 camera? And no way. she's like, yeah. So I got a $1,200 camera and I wow. didn't go to Woodward. And wow. uh, so I was like, all right, like, you know, that's the sacrifice, but it was fine. Cause I couldn't keep paying for rolls of film. Like I was doing right. it all yeah. wrong. Like I was getting right. prints and shit. Like it was costing me <laughs> way too much money. I didn't have money for that. And so I got a D80. Talk about first, full, full circle though. Now full you're teaching circle. there. Now I'm teaching it's amazing. There. And that's what I, that's what I tell the kids at camp. I was like, Hey, I rode bikes. I wasn't good enough to ride bikes to get, get to go to Woodward for free. I was like, but I got here with my camera. I was like, think mm-hmm. about that Man. shit. Like you guys are here. Like, you guys are here taking pictures and it seems a little silly. I was like, but I got here for free because of my camera. Cause what, cause of what I take pictures of. And I'm a nobody. I mean, re- relatively I'm a nobody in the, in the realm of BMX photography. I shoot my right. buddies and I'm, I'm good at shooting my friends, but my friends are nobodies too. And so it's kind of cool. Like it's, it's really cool. But anyways, BMX is 100% the reason. Cause I wanted to take pictures of my friends getting better. Then, awesome. then when I went to school, I got that second inspiration of like, oh, people take pictures <laughs> of all kinds of stuff. And I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's over, it's overtaken my life now. <laughs> yeah. I can kind of see that behind you a little bit, that it's overtaking your life. <laughs> I think I'm a real camera hoarder. Yeah, <laughs> same. That's okay. Though. I love hearing everybody's like, I talked about this before, but like the gateway into like, for me, it was like friends and bands. Timmy, I think that was similar to your story. Yeah. And then how we all caught the bug, if you will. Uh-huh. My buddy liked band cool. photography, the guy who got me into it. That was one of his favorite things. He loves mm-hmm. shooting HP5 at 6400 and Damn. pushing the shit out of it. Like he was doing yeah. that in high school. Like, I remember, wow. he probably doesn't even remember talking about it, but I'm like, dude, I remember what you used to do in the dark room because you were talking about it and I didn't know what it was then. Man. But yeah, he liked grain. Like, my buddy really loves grain. He liked that that really grainy shit, like the mm-hmm. really blurry show photos. Like, he was about it. He still shoots it too. Like, and he's fallen in and out of film. And so I always credit him. I always credit him for getting me into it. Like, I, I don't take any of the credit. I'm like, no, it's fully that guy's fault. And he kind of fell out of it. And so I kind of brought him back. So more recently, a few years ago, I was like, all right, dude, like start shooting again. I started developing his stuff for him. And, you know, he picked up a Hasselblad and now he's fully into it just as much as he ever was. But, you know, I, I've, I even revived his love for film later in life as a, almost like as payment back to him. Like, okay, Love get it. into this shit again i gave him a you know an slr when he didn't have one and kind of got him going so it's cool now i want to share it with everybody it's the best great great question yeah i like that one a lot analog steven thanks for sending that in yeah that was a good one there's another one about um you mentioned are we doing multiple questions or no well i'll just kind of ask this one because i'm curious as well okay what are your thoughts on monobaths have you been uh, getting into them okay Here's my thought on monobath, guys. And Sinistil <laughs> sent me some free monobath. And they sent me some free monobath out to Woodward. And I, I'm very thankful. That's awesome. 
But here's the thing. When you're using a mono bath, you have to put your film in a film tank, right? You still yeah. have to do that. So you still have to buy a dark bag. You still have to mm -hmm. have a bottle opener and scissors. You still have to get a film take. You still have to put the film on the reels. That's the hardest part. That's all the hardest part. So once you get down to the mono bath, so you get your take out. Now you've spent however long it takes to put it in the tank. That's not a variable. Take, you have to do it, right? Now you've got your thing. Your mono bath says seven minutes at whatever temperature, right? So now you have to have a thermometer. <laughs> and so you pour the mono bath in there for seven minutes and then you pour it out. Like, please, you have to wash that shit for like 10 minutes because yeah. you're not mm -hmm. using permawash. You're not fixing it for a long time. So that stuff sits on there. You have to wash it off because that fixer will turn your film brown yeah. in a few years. That's that's the one step that we people like forgot about. Like they they yeah, wash your film if you're using mono. Wash, bath. wash, wash. So then you wash and wash Definitely and wash, wash and wash. And so I'm washing the hell out of it. And then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna photo flow this because it's still freaking film. Yeah. So I photo flow it and I hang it up and I'm like, cool. I just saved 12 minutes to develop my film <laughs> and I still had to pour chemicals into a tank and I still smell like fixer and my, my film still has to hang to dry and I still have to scan it and I still had to have 90% of all the shit I need to do it right. So it's like monobath, no, it's not quicker. Like people are like, I want to get into developing film. Should I get a monobath? No, because you still have to buy all the other shit. You still have to buy the tank. You still have to buy the dark bag. You still have to buy all this. So please spend $12 on developer and $12 on fixer and do it right. Mm, interesting. Timothy, you haven't used yours yet, huh? I haven't used it yet, but that is one thing that it, the fixing is what worries me because, you know, we, I, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I shoot film for the, you know, like that it's, I'm always going to have it. It's not going to, yes. my hard drive's not going to erase yeah. and I'm going to lose everything. So it, it does worry me about the fixer because, you know, fixing is five minutes. And if the whole process is done and I mean, I'm sure they got the chemicals down where, I mean, what I've seen, I know I'm like bouncing all around here, but what I've seen <laughs> of the I shit on it before of, it was your turn to talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but what I've seen of it, I mean, I, I thought that the results were pretty good for what it it was. I mean, I remember when, uh, what was it? 55, new 55 came out with that mm -hmm. mono bath. I was not happy with the results of that stuff at all. It was looking, you know, the negatives were thin and it, everybody had, you know, things to say about it. The, even Matt Day was just like, it was bromide, bromide drag or whatever it was. He was having issues with it. And it's like the results that I've seen with the Cine, the Cinestill stuff, like it looks great. I mean, and, I forget what Eduardo, Eduardo, uh, he did a video on it, Eduardo P Pavez, or I can't remember what his name is, but he did a little video on it. And I thought his negatives came out great for yeah. the actual for negatives the or the scans of them. Cause I can make a shitty scan uh, look good. Yeah, true. He, I don't think he really matters. He showed, he showed the negatives, but he didn't, you know, I couldn't really well, see it him, in two years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the only thing I'm worried about is the preservation. I don't want to open I, up a binder full of brown film. And yeah. People don't realize that. Like the thing is, is that if you don't, if you don't spend time in a classroom, you don't have someone who knows to tell you, "Hey, if you do this shit wrong, this is what happens in a few years." And yeah. I did. My my teacher worked in a black and white lab for years, so he's like, "Hey, if you don't fix long enough, it looks fine right now, but it'll look like shit in five years." Yeah, but it's gonna disappear. He's like, "Yeah." So yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you're right. The negatives do look fine. I developed a role, and they look fine right now, but. Yeah. It's like I can spend 
10 more minutes for that peace of mind. And also, I don't like developing film without permawash either. I like permawashing. So, because that's how I was taught to like wash, 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 (laughs) because you don't want fixer on your film. And so, I just think it's, it's a facade. It's not faster. (laughs) It's just different. It's like someone asked me today, actually, hey, would you recommend I use caffeinol or is it better to just get like regular chemicals? Like, what? Don't ever do it the wrong way. Just do it the right way. Like, there's a standardized process for developing film. It works every freaking time. Don't let your development be a variable. That's how I feel. Mm -hmm. Your development should never freaking be a variable in whether your photos turn out. You know, True. it should be your exposure, your composition, your focus. You got enough to worry about. Yeah. That being said, um, I'm having a really good time with monobaths lately. <laughs> <laughs> it may, I mean, I understand it's not for everybody, uh, especially the purists out there. But um, for somebody who's just getting back in, I mean, I just bought a scanner like what, a month ago, good. two months ago. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so for me, it's making me develop, which I really like. You great. know, it's made it's like because for some people, it's intimidating with all the chemicals, the time and this and that. Just to have it all in one step. Oh, for and, sure. And I mean, I, you know, it's like, it's. Hard. I get it. What, what you're saying, yeah. where you, where you're coming from, but it's it's making me do the damn thing. So I'm happy about that. That's all that, that matters. Mm. And, and yeah. I understand the thing about developing is it's so freaking easy, but mm-hmm. it's so hard if you don't have somebody like me screaming at you how easy it is. Because right, right. If I was there to show <laughs> you how easy it is to mix up rodinol one time, yes. you'd be like, cool. Right. But if I, I can't text you, I can't be like, okay, here's how you mix up Rodinol. Like, it's hard. Right. It's hard to explain it and it's hard to feel confident in it um, until you just do it a few times and you're like, you know, this is standard now. And so I totally get it for everybody. I get it because I didn't learn on my own. I learned in a classroom. Right. I learned right. with 15 other people learning and I stayed there for five years before I started. <laughs> I didn't buy chemicals from my own house for yeah. five years. So I'm like, not bashing you at all. I'm just telling you yeah. guys that if you are already rolling the film on the tank and doing all that stuff, the benefits are when you use a rodinol developer, I'll tell you, I'll just tell you the reasons why you might benefit from not using a monobath because monobath is excellent mm-hmm. for being as a standardized process. But when it yeah. comes to using rodinol, the things that are nice about it are um, being able to push your film. So say you mm-hmm. say you shoot a yeah. roll and you know it's dark, it was dark settings and you're like, Ugh, I just want to kind of get a little more detail out of the shadows. I'm going to leave the developer running for three more minutes. That's a decision you can make and it's something that it, it actually is an option. Whereas with monobath, right. it is not variable. And then also um, you could do different dilutions on rodinol. So then your bottle, of, your bottle of chemicals lasts a whole lot longer. You know, your $12 yeah. bottle, I think that, that Sinistel thing does like 20 rolls or something right mm-hmm. like, yeah i think that's what they like said like a 12 yeah. bottle of rodinol realistically will do 50 or 60 rolls of film if you're using 50 to 1 dilution so right. because of that it just gives you a little bit more basically control if there are any mistakes or if you feel like shooting hp5 at 1600 because you go to a show you can be like oh yeah i shot this at two stops underexposed i'm gonna just <laughs> overdevelop now but it is daunting yeah. It's all stuff you have to know about. You don't just start trying that shit. I didn't start pushing film till two years ago. Yeah. So it's, I guess it could be like a situation thing. Like if, if you shot at box speed and you're just like good to go, like, oh, I'll just use a monobath because yeah. I don't have to, you know. Yeah, it's a standardized process. Yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't even think of it that way until you said that, Chris, of, you know, if you just want to get into it or you're yeah. easing, you're kind of tiptoeing your way back into it. And, you know, it is an easier form of doing that. But again, I see where Travis is coming from, too, because if I want a certain look, you know, I grab the D76 or I use the HC110 at Dilution H. And, right. you know, like there's a certain method. To, and that's what I was expressing when we were live the other day. I was talking about how I know different developers and times and this and that, how I want to make my film look, uh-huh. you know, like that's also also a part of editing for me because I'm not heavy right. on the editing afterwards. So I don't know. I, I have it. I have four bottles of it. Oh, wow. I'm going to definitely give it a try and see what, you know, what the hype's all about. And I definitely want to give some away to people. There's a guy that lives down here that really wants to get into developing. So I have a tank and a monobath sitting here. And, hey, yeah, you know, that's awesome. yeah, that's awesome. That, see, that's but it's kind of just like dip your toes in it, man. Just give it a try. This is a real easy way to get into it. And I, you know. If it gets you to buy a developing tank, I love it. That's what Mm -hmm. I think it's great for. Mm -hmm. I think that it's great because it'll make you buy a damn developing tank and a dark bag, and that's what you need. And then I'll talk to you later about it. That's so that's yeah, I'm all for it. I I would say that mono bath is the LCD screen of film photography. Like, if it makes (laughs) you feel better, (laughs) fucking go for it. That's fine. Yeah, because if it, you know, it's but it like, like I said, it's not really that much harder to do it the other way. And the the only thing for me is when we're looking at mono bath scans and film and we're talking about how it does, we're always talking about how it does in comparison to the right way. You know, yeah. so we're talking about right. it's do it looks pretty good in comparison to standard normal how it should look. So I for me, I just I'm not risky enough to take the chance of it ever looking less than it should. And that's why I don't I've never done cathanol. I, I don't even right. change my developer now. I am a creature of habit. I've been buying Rondolf for like six years. There you go. So yeah. that's kind of how I do it. But I, I have tried it and I like it and I want to shoot some four by five with it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that would be cool. All right, guys. So we have some news. We have some details for our Nashville meetup. Ooh, let's hear about it. Yeah. So (laughs) it's going to be in Nashville on September 23rd. It's a Sunday. We're going to be meeting up at 2 p.m. at... The Cumberland River Pedestrian Bridge. Yes. So keep an eye on our Instagram and our Facebook. We're going to be posting updates on that stuff soon. Um, We're going to be there and it's going to be pretty exciting it's be timothy and i's first time meeting in real life i know you get to oh, see that wow. happen so if you get there early <laughs> you guys don't live uh, nearby no he lives in no, nashville uh-uh. I, I live in la so we've never met isn't that crazy oh we're all a bunch of weirdos i know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah so that's that's the details we have right now for the meetup guys we have a date and we have a time we have a place so we hope to see as many of you guys that can come there we are super excited we're gonna have some goodies to pass out and we're just gonna go shoot and hang out and it's gonna be a good time also if you guys can check us out on our patreon i know we say this all the time but we're gonna have some some exciting stuff coming there soon patreon.com slash analog talk anything you can support will help so we can keep doing these things and making them awesome and yeah that's that's all the news that we have <laughs> and, and and thanks to all the patreons yes already. thank you guys so thanks, much guys. already you've been you've, you're all we we love our talkies we, we decided on a, <laughs> a name for the you guys talkies. the other night in, in our live stream so all right travis we have another segment of our show i know we asked this to you last time okay 
what's your favorite camera if you had to pick only one? All right. So it's, two, it's a two-part question now. So that's if you had to pick only one camera forever, like your Desert Island camera, mm-hmm. what would it be and why? And then what's your white whale camera? So what camera are you like lusting after at the moment but Ooh. don't own? All right. I think last time I said the Hasselblad. Yeah. So I'm not going to say that. You know why I'm not going to say that? Because I haven't shot it since I said that. Uh-oh. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a liar. So I'd have to say this time. <laughs> this time I'd have to say my Leica M3. Nice. Um, nice. The M3 Classic. is iconic. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I love it. I just made a video about it, finally. Oh, cool. I don't like making videos about stuff I like a lot. That sounds selfish. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but I just don't want to make a video about something I think is really cool because I don't want it to get more expensive. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I feel you there. Yeah, I'm telling you, I got this Instax camera that you guys would love to hear about, and I don't want to tell anybody. So, anyway, <laughs> keep it a secret. Uh, so, there's that. So, the Leica would have to be my my one camera because it's just so compact, and I can wear it all day on the island. It's not going to make my neck sore. Right. You know? Exactly. And it's heavy enough; I could use it as a tool still work so um my white whale camera hmm you know this is the problem with being a camera hoarder is you run out of ideas of what you really want and then all the ideas are just stupid ideas like wild so like (laughs) i would love one of those like fuji 6x17 cameras oh hell yeah that thing yes. is just disgusting. Uh, I, want, you on that. Yeah, I would like one of those or mm-hmm. um, less crazy. I am kind of looking into getting into eight by 10. Oh, nice. I would love to see what you do with that. I would also, I would like that. Cause it's like, I would shoot BMX with it and that'd be sick. And Whoa. yeah, that would be nuts. And see, it's like, oh, ugh, even me just saying that out loud, nobody's done that. <laughs> yeah. Nobody. Cause even when BMX was shot on film, they weren't doing that. They were no, showing the fish not eye. No, uh-uh. no, no, nobody. And that's and because of my my uh, background in BMX, I could feel confident in knowing that I would know someone had if they had. So yeah. I kind of feel like that is what I want to do. So I would I would have to say really eight by ten. I want to shoot it, but I got a whole box of film too. I lost after those Fujis, those crazy. 17s man oh, they're dude. nuts see i got you thinking about it i'm sorry mm-hmm. you forgot about i was that. looking and they're priced insane too like they're uh uh like a trailer payment yeah i think did linhoff make one also yeah i think so oh mm-hmm. my goodness i don't want to think about it see that's <laughs> that's the thing right there those cameras are why this whole film thing is so special because mm-hmm. i've got so many cameras available to me, but there's still something out there that is different. Like, you know, like, yeah, oh, I'm going to sound like a wild person, but the, this new Canon came out, all these new mirrorless cameras are coming out and somebody was talking to me, what could they have done to make it special? I'm like, I don't know because they, ca- they won't make specialty cameras. I said, wouldn't it be great if there was a digital panoramic camera with put two sensors next to each other? Yeah, just, yeah. And who cares? And my buddy says, well, it's so high quality, you could just crop it that way now. I'm like, mm. I hate that. <laughs> I know, you're right. And it's like, that's what's special about the film is you got to, I want to shoot a panoramic camera. And it actually is different. It's not cropping the middle out of a big ass picture. Mm-hmm. It's different. Mm-hmm. No. There's a big old crazy weird lens on there that does weird shit. And it like... <laughs> makes a special photo like a Hasselblad super wide is a special photo you can't just slap a lens on your DSLR and make that picture yeah you can't make a wide angle photo with flat lines like that's what like gets me excited is all that super wild stuff that 
we haven't shot yet. Like, I'll never shoot at all. Yeah. Man. So, I, I like yeah, there's, that. There's definitely a bunch of awesome cameras that I would love to love to try out. That's 6.17. Weird-ass weird cameras. Yeah, that's 6.17. Yeah, I know. It's been on the list for a while. There's, like, one video floating around of some guy shooting one that I would watch, like, every three days and just be like, I want you. I want you to shoot a wide lux also. Yeah, those are awesome, too. Man. Yeah. Who's I would that? love to get into Panorama. Oh, I was like, who's the actor that shoots like he shoots the, like Wide Lux on set? It's Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know Jeff that. Bridges. I gotta check that out. Yeah, Jeff go to Bridges his website. Crushes it. He's so cool. I would love to have him on the show. Get him. Yeah. Get him on the Dang, show. Get I know. the dude yeah, all on All we gotta here. do is ask. Get I know. the dude <laughs> on here. Come on. That would be insane. That would be insane. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> is this is this thing over yet? Get to work. Yeah, right. He's got an Instagram. Come on. This has been awesome, Travis. Thank Very you for awesome. joining us again. Thank you. Thanks for having We're me. We're so so great to have you back on. Yeah, I love talking with I've you. I've never done a podcast twice. My buddy was like, didn't you already do that? I'm like, yeah, they're my homies, though. <laughs> love it. <laughs> love it. Where can everybody check you out? Um, check out my YouTube, Forest Hill Film Lab. Uh, my Instagram is Killing Dreams with no G. Killing. And uh, <laughs> that's about it. I guess you could... Don't add me on Facebook. Do you, do you have a Do you have a website for your workshop? Because I want to make sure people know where to oh, sign up for that. Yeah, I'm not good at this whole marketing thing. Uh, ForestHillFilmLab.com is where you could go to get film developed, and then I also have the tickets for my workshop there. And Great. there's also like a two person ticket, which is the cheaper one. So click on that if you got a buddy. Awesome. Awesome. Timothy, what about you? Guys, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Timothy Makeups. I also make film photography related videos on YouTube. You can just go to youtube.com slash Timothy Makeups Ditzler. Skip all that. Just go to the search bar and search <laughs> Timothy.makeups. It'll be a whole lot easier. A whole bunch of videos and stuff there. You can also find my, my little solo podcast called We Believe in Film. That's also hanging out over there. And don't worry, guys, I didn't quit YouTube and I didn't quit the other podcast. It's, it's coming just uh, it, summers are busy, man. Summers are just busy. So the slow season is upon us, and I'll be making stuff come this fall. So, Chris, where are you at? All right, guys. So I'm Crispy Photo on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Our show is Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram, Analog Talk Pod on Twitter. Oh, we have a Facebook page you can like and a group you can join. So please come hang out with us on all the social medias because we love our talkies. Talkies. <laughs> all right, cool. Travis, thank you so much for yes, being Travis, back thank, on thank the show. Thank you for hanging out thank and chatting you. and nerding out with us. It's been awesome. Definitely. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. First off, I want to thank Travis for being on the show. Thanks again for coming back on. Guys, if you don't follow him, head over to his Instagram. Give him a follow. Check out his website. He does sell some cameras and he processes film for the community and stuff like that all around film die hard which is which is awesome i love i love getting to chat about that stuff and that brings us to our patreon guys head over to patreon.com slash analog talk we have a bunch of awesome stuff over there we got buttons and stickers and you know soon we're gonna have t-shirts we have a t-shirt design in the works right now um we do you know photo reviews and you can ask chris and i any sort of you know photography related questions uh, i think our highest tier you get a shout out on the show and our instagram and stuff like that and starting i believe our next episode we're going to be announcing patreons and then our new patreons when they're added and stuff like that there's just a bun bunch of fun stuff over there we have a bunch of great ideas planned for the patreon so um 
Thanks to all the Patreons already that donate. You guys are awesome. You know, every little bit helps. It pushes us further and further to doing this more on a full-time basis. So thank you so much, guys. Head over there. Check it out. And yeah, that wraps up the show. We will see you next week, guys. Take care.